Let the church say amen. During this season of Advent, I've been in a preaching series entitled Jesus Is. A few weeks ago, I talked about Jesus is joy. Next week, I'll wrap up that series, but today I want to talk about Jesus is a blessing. Jesus is a blessing. When you get home, I encourage you to read all of Luke chapter 1. Today's sermon contextually uses all of Luke chapter 1. If you read the entirety of Luke chapter 1, you'll have a greater appreciation for my preaching and this message. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction that might keep us from hearing from you. Give us the gift of concentration as you consecrate us for your glory. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Jesus is a blessing. Among many things, for all of us, life is seasonal. If you have lived for more than a few years, you can attest to the different seasons we have encountered and experienced in life. Like they are seasons in nature, winter, spring, summer, and fall. They are also seasons in life. They are seasons of victory, and they are seasons of defeat. They are seasons of endless mountaintops, and they are seasons of seemingly endless valleys. They are seasons of joy, and they are seasons of pain. They are seasons of peace, and they are seasons of warfare. They are seasons of adventure, and they are seasons of adversity. They are seasons when it seems like nothing can go wrong, and they are seasons when it seems like nothing can go right. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning. For all of us, life is seasonal. According to this New Testament text, Mary, the mother of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, 
Joseph's fiance is in the midst of a messy season in life. Mary is not on the mountaintop, but Mary, for those of us who know the story, is in the midst of a messy season. Providentially, Mary has been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Mary did not ask for this. Mary did not seek it out. But providentially, according to the plan of God for her life, God chose a virgin teenage girl by the name of Mary who was engaged to a brother by the name of Joseph to be the instrument by which Jesus Christ would be born into the world. Providentially, Mary has been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And while this is a tremendous blessing, on the flip side, this is also a significant burden that has brought about drama, confusion, questions, and mess in her life. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. Mary is in the midst of a messy situation. And having been impregnated by the Holy Spirit, Joseph is thinking about divorcing her. Her girlfriends are questioning her. Her family is thinking about committing her. The synagogue community is thinking about disciplining and or rebuking her. The larger community is thinking about canceling her. Mary is in the midst of a messy situation. According to her own testimony, Mary has not been with Joseph or anybody else. Yet, according to her own testimony, Mary has been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. While we believe in God's ability to do the miraculous, brothers, if you and Mary did not know each other in that way, and Mary Amen. Begins to gain weight in her midsection and does not want you to hug her tight and 
begins to avoid you. And you begin to look at physical and physiological changes taking place with your fiance. And when you have that talk, she says, I know this sounds crazy. But I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph has already had to deal with brothers in the barbershop wondering. Mary's girls have already looked at her sideways. She used to come to synagogue every Saturday morning, but her presence has become increasingly erratic and almost non-existent. The Nazarene community is talking. Joseph is a good blue-collar brother, 401k, good benefits. Joseph is so holy and righteous that he suspects there are serious questions about her sanity and wellness. But according to Matthew, he wants to put her away quietly. It's me, it ain't you. Mary is in a messy circumstance and situation. Yet according to Luke chapter 1, Mary does not embrace this challenging circumstance and messy situation as a burden, as a challenge, but Mary, according to what we call the Magnificat, this great hymn embraces what God is doing in her life as a blessing from Almighty God. As Mary sings this song that we encounter in the verses that we, are, we read earlier, Mary expresses her gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving to God that the Holy Spirit has impregnated her with a boy who's going to be a savior by the name of Jesus. Mary does not view this as a burden. Mary does not embrace this as a misfortune. But despite being in the midst of a messy season and challenging circumstance, Mary sees Jesus as a blessing. I don't know who I'm talking to on this Sunday morning. I don't know what season you are in your life. You might be in a messy season that is challenging, that is inconvenient, that is difficult. But I dare you to see your relationship with Jesus <clears throat> as a blessing. 
And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Whatever you're going through, if you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus can transform your season, your circumstance, and what you're going through. It might be a burden, but the Lord can change it into a blessing. It might be adversity, but he can change it into an advantage. It might be controversy, but he can use it for our consecration. It might be despondency, but he can use it for our deliverance. It might be a mess, but he can turn it into a miracle. It might be hell, but he can turn it into a hallelujah. Mary is in the midst of a mess, but Mary embraces this unexpected, unasked-for circumstance as a blessing from Almighty God. Listen to the language that Mary uses in this familiar and well-known hymn. Mary is not feeling sorry for herself. Mary is not saying, woe is me. Mary is not foreshadowing Bobby Blue Bland and B.B. King. Mary ain't singing Phyllis Hyman, but Mary is expressing her gratitude, her praise, her thanksgiving for what God is doing in her life. Let me preach this to somebody who needs to hear it on this Sunday morning. Sometimes what we think will take us out is what God is using for our development, our growth, our consecration, our maturity, and our transformation. Who has been through something in life that you thought was going to take you out? Thought that was the worst thing in your life. And I'd be the one to say every day ain't no crystal stare. Every circumstance is not authored by God. And there are some things we have gone through and will go through that God, come out and preach this in here, that God will use providentially for our growth, our good, and his glory. You didn't ask for it, but God is going to use it. Let me help somebody right now. You didn't seek it out, but God's going to use it for your growth. God's going to use it for your development. God's going to use it for your maturity. God's going to use it to your tender your eyes, your heart. God uses. Mary embraces this messy circumstance as a blessing. Nobody want to be around Mary anymore. Ain't nobody trying to be around her. We, we, we read the text and don't put ourselves in the text. Mary, young girl about my youngest daughter's age, talking about she pregnant by a ghost. We good. You want to go? No, no, we, 
We good. You stay over there. Mary sings a song, talks about the goodness and activity of Almighty God. And I preach this to help somebody who's in a challenging, difficult season. The temptation is to see ourselves as victims, accidents, and prisoners of pain. Mary, despite what she's going through, a mess, gossiped about, talked about, persona non grata, says, I'm grateful for what God is doing in my life. What does God bless Mary with that makes her sing this song? If you read the lyrics, this is not a song of depression or despondency. Mary ain't singing the blues. Mary ain't talking about suicidal thoughts. Mary is talking about blessing and praising God. God blesses Mary with confirmation. God blesses Mary with confirmation. Mary had to wonder, what is God doing in my life? I had my life mapped out and planned and orchestrated. Joseph want to be with me. I want to be with him. He put a ring on it. He's a BMW, a black man working. He loves his mama, loves his daddy, active in the church, good church boy who was named after one of the great patriarchs of our nation. I want to be with Joseph. Joseph want to be with me. Now God tells me that God wants to use me to do something I was not asking for. I was not seeking out. I didn't ask for it. I didn't sign up for it. I didn't pray for it. But God has given me confirmation that this is God's will for my life. And I don't know who has been through a season of questions, a season of doubt, a season of wondering what God is up to in your life. And you know beyond the shadow of a doubt, if you've ever wondered why God allowed this to happen, why God did this, why God did not do that, why God chose you for this, you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have yearned for confirmation concerning the will of Almighty God. God, why not this? Why not that? Why this? Why not him? Why not her? Why is this store closed? Why did this store open? Why did this job say no? Why did this college say no? Why did my marriage break up? Why am I going through this health issue? Why did I have to bury somebody I love? Why am I going through this? been there, done that, going to go through that. But in the midst of it, God will give you confirmation concerning what God is doing in your life. 
And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning, somebody who has been listening to the wrong preachers, who doesn't have real good gospel preaching as a regular appetite in your world. Just because you accept God's will does not mean you will not go through pain, you will not cry, you will not go through difficulty, folk won't hate on you, folk won't gossip on you. Nobody was more committed to the will of God than Mary, and folk thought she was crazy, folk thought she was loose, had to go to the other side of town to spend time with her cousin because folk probably ran her out. of Nazareth. Can I preach this watch chapel? But there's nothing more powerful and greater than confirmation that you are in the will of God. Do I have a witness in here on this Sunday morning? Sometimes you just need to know I am where God wants me to be. I'm doing what God wants me to do. I'm with who God wants me to be with. I'm at the church where God wants me to be. I'm on the job where God wants me to be. I'm at the college where God wants me to be. I'm in the season where God wants me to be. I'm with who God wants me to be with. And while there is doubt all around me, I have confirmation from Almighty God that I am in the will of Almighty God. Be careful who you listen to. If you were going through God's will, you wouldn't be going through that. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Nobody was more committed to God's will than Jesus. And Jesus was hung high and stretched wide, crucified on a cross on Sunday morning, on Friday, but got up with all power on Sunday morning. So don't let nobody tell you because you are committed to God's will, you will not cry, you will not grieve, you will not go through. Sometimes the will of God will take you to the valley, but you'll come out on top. The will of God will cause you to cry, but you'll be more than a conqueror. The will of God will take you through, but you'll come out on the other side. The will of God. God blesses Mary with confirmation, but he just doesn't bless her with confirmation. God blesses her with companionship. Mary has an older cousin by the name of Elizabeth who for years was barren, married to a holy man by the name of Zechariah. They both loved the Lord, yet... They were not able to conceive children. Tried, but God said, not no, but wait. Come on, preach this, White. Not no, but my timing ain't your timing. I know you want to have your kids in your 20s, but I got a plan that trumps your plan. And God allowed 
Elizabeth and Zachariah to conceive a child according to the supernatural timing of Almighty God. God knew that they were going to be great parents to a baby boy who was going to be the forerunner to his distant cousin, Jesus. And while Mary, come on, talk, while Zachariah and Elizabeth were frustrated, questioning what God was doing, why God did not let them get pregnant when they wanted to get pregnant, God had a plan. God allowed Elizabeth and Zachariah to get pregnant in their older, chronologically mature age so their son, John, might be the forerunner to his cousin, Jesus Christ, so John might decrease so Christ could increase. And while Elizabeth was pregnant, Mary, her cousin, came to spend three months with her because God provided Mary with companionship. And Mary is able to sing what she's able to sing, rejoice the way she can rejoice, and thank God the way she was able to thank God because God didn't bless her just with confirmation. God blessed her with companionship. Comradeship, companionship, friendship is essential to the soul. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. Every now and then, God will bless you with somebody. Come on now, help me preach this word. I ain't going to preach this too much longer. Uh, Mary, more than likely, had to get out of Nazareth. Them folk would have drove her out of her God-given mind. Tongues wagging, gossiping, hating, questioning, wondering, rumoring. I just made that up. Innuendoing. Mary, for three months, goes to spend time with her older cousin, Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John, and Mary is pregnant with Jesus. And for those three months, Mary and Elizabeth spend time together and provide each other with the blessing of companionship. Come on now. And sometimes the greatest blessing in life is just healthy companionship. Somebody who's going to cry when you cry. Somebody who's going to pray for you when you're going through. Somebody who's going to encourage you when you are down. Somebody who's going to pick up the phone and check on you when God places you on their heart. 
Somebody who's going to pray for you when you don't know what to pray for yourself. Say some blessings that transcend a Lexus. Some blessings transcend red bottoms. Some blessings transcend purple label. Some blessings transcend the latest technology. Somebody knows, can I preach this, that some of the greatest blessings are somebody who's going to listen when you're going through. Somebody who's going to tie your shoe when you can't tie your own shoe. Somebody who's going to tie your tie when you can't tie your own tie. Somebody who's going to walk with you when you are grieving and going through. I thank God for a car. I thank God for a house. But doggone it, I thank God for companionship and comradeship. Can I preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me? Don't let folk choose your friends or your enemies. Come on, I just blessed somebody in here. Sometimes, let me just speak for myself. Let me be confessional on this Sunday morning. I have made the mistake more than once in my life listening to people who wanted to choose my friends and my enemies. God will bless you with who you need. I said, God will bless you. With who you do. You thought that person was going to be a friend because they drove this or went here. You thought that person was going to be good to you because they looked like this or went there. But God will bless you with who you need. He can have one tooth, a Jerry Carroll, and a gold tooth. But if he's good to you, she can be allegedly ratchet. Y'all ain't talking to me. But if she's righteous to you, One, two. God blesses Mary with comradeship, companionship. God blesses her with confidence. God blesses her with confirmation. But finally, watch out, but God blesses Mary with an impartation of confidence. Look at what God does for Mary. God tells Mary through the angel Gabriel, your cousin Elizabeth, because Mary, watch that, well, has to be wondering, I've never been with a man. Yet, you're telling me the Holy Spirit is going to impregnate me. Yeah. And I got a bridge in Brooklyn for sale. But God, come on, talk to me, church, tells Mary, I know you are wondering and questioning, but your older cousin Elizabeth, you about 16 years old, your older cousin Elizabeth, 56, 66, 76, y'all ain't talking to me beyond physiologically able to give birth to children, is pregnant. She's in her sixth month right now, and Mary providentially, amen, makes her way to where Elizabeth is living, and Mary in her mind and says, if God can do this for my chronologically mature cousin, what can God do for me? If God can do it for them, 
What can God do for me? And Mary receives a revival of confidence and Mary believes that God is able because of what God does for somebody else. Some of your greatest blessings ain't material, Watch Chapel. Don't worry about what you get next Friday or Saturday. If you got confidence in the ability of God, if you believe that God can do anything but fail, if you believe God can raise up who God needs to raise up, that's the greatest gift right now. So yes, God blesses you with confirmation. God will bless you with companionship. But God will bless you with confidence in him. Does anybody have confidence that God can do what folks say is impossible? Here's the close right now. It is impossible with man, but nothing is impossible with God. If I can do it for Elizabeth and Zechariah, I can do it for you and Joseph. If I can open doors for your mama, I can open doors for you. If I can heal them, I can heal you. If I can put a smile on their face, I can put a smile on your face. If I can walk with them through a dangerous dark season, I can do the same for you. If I can bring them out of their depression, I can do the same for you. If I can turn their life around, I can do the same for you. God can and God will. Do I have a witness right now? That's the close, Watch Chapel. I said God can and God will. God can and God will. God can heal and God will. God can restore and God will. God can provide and God will. God can protect and God will. God can make a way and God will. God can restore and God will. God can revive and God will. Yes, it can. I said, yes, it can. Let me go old school. Yes, it can, can, can. Yes, it can. I know it can. Do I have a witness on this Sunday morning? Do I have anybody who has confidence that he's able? I said he's able. I said he's able. Just look around at somebody. Just look at somebody to your right, look at them to your left. Look at somebody in front of you, look at somebody behind you. What God did for them, he can do for you. What God is doing for them, God can do for you. God don't play favorites. God is no respecter of persons. Let me help somebody, I dare you to ask for it. I dare you to ask for what you need. I, if some, you don't need a car, you need eight hours of sleep. I dare you to ask for it. I dare you to ask for it. Jesus is a blessing. 
Anybody ever have a hard professor, teacher, and you thought, dang. But then you look back and say, that's exactly what I needed. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Anybody have a coach, a boss, a drill sergeant, a mama, a daddy, who said, no, I ain't going to let you live beneath your potential. You don't have a C mind, you got an A mind. Sometimes the most challenging circumstances are what we needed and what we need to become who God says we can become. We ain't always asked for it. We ain't always seek it out. We, I mean, we try to avoid it. God has a way of making some things unavoidable. Let me help somebody. I'm going to preach this next year, John 15, my favorite chapter in all the Bible. Sometimes God prunes the tree so the tree will be more fruitful. The tree hadn't done anything wrong, but God sees that the tree can be more fruitful. And if the tree does not get pruned, the tree will not bear fruit. Go on, talk, P-Dub. You wondering why? So God will make you more fruitful. And you know what fruit is? Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, compassion. You went through some of what you went through so you can help somebody who's going to go through what they were going through. Elizabeth could speak to Mary because folk thought Elizabeth was out of her mind. How does old woman get pregnant? What they thinking about? I know she ain't got pregnant before. What I mean, my gosh. Y'all ain't talking to me, see y'all? Somebody right now, this Sunday morning, my sisters, my brothers, Jesus is a blessing. If you're physically here and don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, and you want to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. You're not a Christian. You're not saved. You want to accept Jesus. Raise your hand wherever you are. Somebody from our New Disciples Orientation team will lead you to Christ. You are saved or you're you're in our virtual audience. You're not saved. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to the Contact Us tab so we can lead you to Christ. You're saved, but you don't have a church home. You're physically here in the sanctuary. And when you, you want to become a member of Watch Chapel, raise your hand. All right, raise your hand a little higher. Deacon Weeks, 
go get that sister over there, Rhonda, get that brother right there. Better yet, Deacon Weeks, you get that brother, Sister Rhonda, go get that sister in the back. Amen. Right over here, right over there. Sister Nita, show her where she is. Amen. Thank you. There may be somebody else. You're here. You're physically here. You're saved, but you don't have a church home. Raise your hand. All right. You, you, hey, Sister Terry, go get her in the back, please. Amen. There's another one. Thank you, sis. We got two. Two. Amen. Sister Terry, go get both of them. Amen. It may be somebody else. Maybe somebody else. Jesus is a blessing. Jesus is a blessing. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Zachariah, Elizabeth. We thank you for the blessing of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, help us fall in greater love with you. Help us to see what you're doing in our lives as a blessing. It's difficult. It's hard. We've cried. We've wondered. We've questioned. We've doubted. We've resisted. But help us see what you're doing as a blessing. In the strong name of Jesus, let the church say amen. 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 Sister Adrian is coming forward now. Be seated, saints. We're going to recognize our Watt scholars. Amen. Let's thank God for the Watt scholars. Amen.